Hey, listener, what's up? Thank you for pressing play. On this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we are live from the floor of the 10th Annual Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, otherwise known as C2E2. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and be nerded. Be funny. Disturb it. Jock and be nerded. That's right. What's up, listener? How's it going? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we deliver comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Nerd. My name's Imran, and I'm the nerd coming at you solo at the top of the show here, because what you're tuning into is our very special C2E2 convention episode, uh, one of the biggest geek conventions in Chicago, happened this past weekend, and what you're going to hear is myself and the jock Anthony talk to some interesting artists and convention goers, and actually, you're mostly going to hear myself, because as we all know, the jock barely does any work. Bro, do you even podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. But you might get turned on to something new and cool, listener. Don't worry. You don't have to grab a pencil and paper. You don't need to take notes. I got you. All you got to do is go to the show description in your podcast app of this episode or visit our website, jockinner.com slash 317 for the show notes where I'll have links and photos to all the cool geek stuff uh, we discovered at the show and everyone you're going to hear from. Before we get to that convention, I got to turn you on to another huge convention that is quickly approaching. Of course, I am talking about this month's sponsor for the Jock and Nerd Podcast, E3 Expo 2020. Geek Boner! It's coming fast. You can get your badges right now at E3Expo.com. You you guys know E3. It's only the biggest video game event of the year. The only place you can get your hands on the latest and greatest video games and get all the breaking news. First, this year, it's June 9th to 11th at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Uh, Get your gamer badges now, though, listener. They are limited. So you can go to E3Expo.com. That's E, the number three, E-X-P-O.com. And again, just like everything we're going to talk about, there is links to that in the show notes, and there is a banner on our website. Click it, buy your badges, geek out, game out at E3. All right, now let's magically transport you to the convention floor show at McCormick Place in Chicago for C2E2 2020. Talking nerd! What's up, listener? We're live on the floor. C2E2 2020. Told you we'd be here. And Anthony has fucking actually showed up. I showed up. Good job. I have done no work. I haven't even talked to any hot girls. No? I've just been hanging out. Looking at you and making fun of you. See, you didn't even do your job. Your no. job, Anthony's job at these conventions is to scope out the cute chicks while I talk to the weird cosplay people. I just want to let the listener in on an early scoop. We waited for about a half hour to talk to Don Diablo, the DJ. He has about 2 million followers on Instagram. Imran recorded an interview with him and didn't press record, apparently. So 
Look out for that. There's only one rule in podcasting, and that it's you got to press record. This is because Imran decided to drink today. I did. I had and t- he had two beers, yes. and he is a two beer Q, and now he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. Dec- he isn't able to uh, function normally. <laughs> and on top of that, it was a tall boy of Revolution IPA. You it's fuck. like it's like six percent alcohol by volume. You're such a fucking pussy. I'm feeling great. I'll talk to anybody. Yeah, can you record it though? That's a good question, Dick. There's two parts to the talking to yeah, people. You, I, I don't give a fuck if you talk you to anybody. Talk, can you, you record gotta, it? You got to also you albino looking motherfucker. Record. Well, but how many Anthony, times have you been stopped because of your goddamn beard? Oh, I had a number of beard comments already. <laughs> Anthony, what do you think of this uh, this show and how fucking huge this it's, is? This is insane. This has been probably seven or eight years since I've been to this. Yeah. And this is like San Diego Comic Con. I was really completely overwhelmed. We haven't even looked at any panels, anything. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm overwhelmed. I don't even know what to do, what to buy. I don't know what I'm doing with my hands. I think I have one pinky up my butthole right now because <laughs> oh, I don't boy. know what to do with it. That's, is that the stranger? No, that's something that, else. That's just being weird. That's Anyways, just being weird. you're going to hear the interviews I did press record on. Yeah. Hopefully he pressed record on this Don Diablo one. I if didn't. If he didn't. I didn't. It wasn't that great. Uh, but it wasn't. I fucked Don up. has a lot of followers. So we, ho- we were hoping to get that rub. But Imran is a drunk asshole. Shouldn't have had that He is like Rick Dalton from Once Upon a Time in year. Hollywood. I'm fucking Rick Dalton. You're Rick Dalton. You're a fucking drunk. You couldn't have one beer. You had to have eight. I am a lot like Rick Dalton in that I don't trust my own skills, and I constantly yell at myself in my room. That was dumb. Stupid. You're You're so dumb. You can't act. You're dumb. I love that movie. You are Uh, dumb. Look, you're going to hear interviews with vendors, with people we know, artists, uh, and a lot of other people here at C2E2, and we will catch you at the end of this. All right. Talking nerd. I'm here live on the floor, listener, at C2E2, <laughs> Chicago Entertainment and Comic Expo, the biggest of the year in the city. I'm here with the super talented Dope Hope. What's up, Dope? What's up, man? It's nice to see you outside of G-Fest. It is, isn't it? This is the first time you've done C2E2? It is. It is absolutely my first time in like the heart of the city. The actual city. It is, yeah, beautiful. Unlike, it is beautiful. Unlike G-Fest, you actually get to see the skyline. The amazing skyline here right. in Chicago. And, and, and good places to eat. Yes. And uh, yes. just beautiful architecture. Yes. And like, just a real city. It's different a, than Rosemont. Instead of a parking lot for a, ho- <laughs> a hotel. Yeah, exactly. So, Dope, you've been on the show before. People have heard you, but I want you here right now for the listener. Explain, describe your work. What do you do? What are you selling here? All right. I'm a uh, 3D modeler. I, I sell digital renders of sculptures and just like... Ca- monsters that i make and uh i 2d render them into 2d art prints to sell or i could 3d print them occasionally and sell those as well so it's such a crazy concept because the first time i saw your shit i thought you like (laughs) built these figurines and took a photo of them exactly lots of people come to the table and ask me the same exact thing what do you have these in your house and you light them and photo photograph them and i say no it's That's entirely not virtual 3D. It's amazing. The work is amazing. There's similar principles, but yeah. it's not the same thing. You've done some collaborations with uh, Boss Logic. Yes. Who I talked to at Ace Comic Con. Unfortunately, it's turned away this year. Right. Uh, not from the convention, but just from the country. Uh, yeah. Sent him back. So what was that like working with Boss Logic? How'd that happen? No, he's a great dude, man. He just reaches out when he likes what you're doing. And... Uh, Yes, if you want to collaborate, of course you say yes, because you'd be crazy not to. And then uh, you send them what you have. 
and you wait and yeah. you wait for the magic to happen. And it, it, and uh, when when one is successful, then you know he'll reach out. It's not like we play it. He just you work on something and he likes it. It's very organic. Yeah. I mean, I love the Batman who laughs over there and the Thanos. Uh, piece is amazing. They Thank look great. You. What do you have new? Uh, what's your newest work uh, at the show? Uh, right now? I'm doing new pieces constantly. So I, I have like 20 new images here. They're all mixed up. There's like new Godzilla stuff, new King Kong stuff. I did a bunch of Dark Side stuff, uh, new stickers. Like yeah, every show, I have more and more stuff. So I like your Venom and Carnage stuff because that Thank movie's coming out and Carnage is going to be in there. It's going to be popular. We were just talking about that with somebody. And apparently Chicago likes Apocalypse because I sold out of Apocalypse. Oh, get out. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I had who a knew? bunch of, yeah. And you think Carnage is, is going to look that cool like as in your piece in the movie? I hope so. Right? I have, I you have, too. I think I wasn't a big fan of the Venom movie, but what Venom actually didn't look that bad. Yes. It was, so I don't think Carnage is going to look that bad either. They can't no. really mess it up. And it'd be exciting to see Venom fight Carnage. Even if the movie sucks, you know it's going to still have some wow moments. So you got Andy Serkis directing. You got a new yeah, director. Yeah, I think He's this great. is going to be a better movie yeah. than the last yeah. one. But but still, you never you don't know. It feels weird without Spider Man. It does. It just doesn't feel like they, you're watching a the, Venom movie without Spider Man. They it off and they're doing it a Morbius without Spider. I don't know how you're doing this, but they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, right. And, but Tom Holland may be in there. there something I hope so. may happen. That'd yes. Be, even if it's, even if it's two minutes, maybe it just feels better that he's there. Yes. Know? What's how C two E two been for you so far? Excellent. I yeah. love this show. I want to make sure that it's something I can do every year. This is your first time here. It's my first time here, and it's not exactly an easy thing for me to do from Brooklyn. You know, it's cold. Yeah, I'm far (laughs) away from the place, so I'm lugging around six bags by myself. It's expensive, so I got to see if it works out. But uh, so far, so great. This is a. It's been a great day. Yeah, and I really like it here. So this floor is packed, listener. I've never seen an artist alley that's 26 rows. One for each letter of the alphabet, double-sided. Tell me about it, man. Unbelievable. This place is uh, uh, freakishly big. Just behind (laughs) us, we got like uh, Anthony Starr and Adam Savage and uh, Carl Urban. Uh, signing autographs back yeah. there. Carl Urban's awesome. Because can you see him from there? He's I, can, there. I can only see his sign. I can't see yeah. him, uh, his face Everyone's or anything. getting in line. But I see Chewbacca. Yeah. So, C2E2, uh, this is the first time we've been here in a while. Amazing. Amazing turnout. How long has this show been running? Uh, I, I think about 10 years. 10 years? I thought it was newer. I, know, I didn't. It's been about I didn't, 10 years. I don't yeah. remember even hearing about it until a couple of years ago. Yeah. So. It's it's grown and it's gotten bigger. and Yeah, it's very professional. It's, yeah. It looks like New York Comic Con, only... Ten times bigger, but it's like professionally done. It looks great, and they got a lot of great stuff. So. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you're getting some foot traffic. You deserve it. Your work is amazing. Thank you very Hope much. Hope you saw it all. Where can the listener find your stuff? Oh, I'm all over the place. Art Station, Instagram, Twitter. Just look for Dope Pope. You can't miss me. Check it out, listener. Dope Pope. You won't regret it, especially if you're into Godzilla and Kaiju. Uh, he does great work. Thank you so much, Dope. Thank you. Best of luck. Thanks. Is this still recording? Yes. You only cost this guy about $1,000 in sales by interviewing him. Great job, Imran. Those people who (laughs) walked by weren't going to buy anything. Trust me, I know what buyers look like. Oh, they're going to buy now. Fucking Anthony. Fucking nerd. I'm live on the floor, C2E2, with Sanford Green, co-creator and artist of Bitterroot, which Sanford is a book I've seen on the the best uh, comics of 2019. Multiple lists. Multiple lists, yeah. It's it's amazing. Thanks for talking to us. We make lists. Yeah, you you gotta make the top 10 list to be somebody. It's it's better to be being on the hit list. Yes, you you wanna be on the top 10 list. That's right, right. For our listeners, can you describe what Bitterroot is and what you do? 
Um, so Bitter Root is about a family of monster hunters set during the Harlem Renaissance. Oh, wow. They use steampunk energy, uh, steampunk technology and energy and, um, and also um, alchemy. Oh. Right? And they use this and they create this, uh, this serum potion to basically help cure this infestation of monsters. So it's kind of like a zombie-ish wow. apocalypse, but uh, they turn more into these crazy monsters. But you as a reader will find out why this infestation uh, has occurred and how this family, uh, how they deal with it. And also just kind of what happens to the family um, when they deal with this infestation. That's fascinating. Yes. What kind of monsters are we talking what about? What are we talking about? Kirby monsters, I guess. Yeah, you know, yeah. all kinds of crazy creatures, you know, fantastical stuff. I love the mix of like gritty Harlem Renaissance and fantasy yes. and monsters and right. a little bit of magic. Right. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, BPRD in ah, gotcha. during the Harlem Renaissance, yeah, if you yeah. will. Hellboy yep. during the Harlem Renaissance. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's yeah. amazing. So you were telling me before. You got a little option, option deal? What's got going a little, on? A little option, maybe even a little more than that right now. We actually got an actual film being pro- produced. That's amazing. You know, it's yeah. getting close to that. Yeah. Um, screenplay is being done right now Excellent. as we speak. Um, this guy, he's a kind of a little known uh, producer, director, Ryan Coogler. I don't oh. know if you heard of that guy oh, before. Yeah, little guy. I've yeah, heard he of does. Maybe. He does an indie, uh, indie film called Black Panther. Yeah, that was a small movie that came yeah. out that yeah. only made a billion dollars. Yeah. Over, yeah okay. Now. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty yeah. amazing. You know, in all seriousness, producing. Coogler is the man. Oh, he is my the God. man on it. Let yep. me tell you right now, this is the best time for uh, creators with sure. IP to get out there. Sure. You see, Lock and Key just got out oh, of Netflix yes. after yeah. ten years. Right. They are looking for the next big thing for True. all these streaming things and I think uh, Bitterroot which I just bought the, the collection I can't yes, wait to thank read you it very much. Yeah, because I've heard over and over I think this is a, it would it reminds me a lot of everything that's out there right Umbrella yes. Academy Stranger Things Lock and Key all combined in the Harlem yes, Renaissance absolutely sounds amazing thank you thank uh, you for, what, how's C2E2 for you so C2E2 far C2E2 has been amazing um I'm almost sold out of everything right That's now. Which is First pretty, time here? No, second time, third time. Wow, excellent. But uh, I hadn't been here in like four years, so this is, it's great is this to be bigger back. bigger than last time? Ten times bigger. This right. is insane. So, it's so overwhelming. So somebody did something right. Yeah. Because I thought it was going to be dead in the water yeah, four no. years ago, but it's uh, pretty amazing it's now. It two hours to find parking. I'll tell you that oh, much. Oh, no. But oh, the, no. This, it's been, it's so, like Anthony uh, said, it's a lot like San Diego Comic-Con. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it does feel like that. The energy is great, everyone. It's amazing. There's so many cool. people here. Absolutely. So it's been doing good. Where can the listener find your stuff if they want to pick up Bitterroot? Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Sanford Green. Excellent. And you can go to your local comic shop if it's still available and uh, get the trade. Um, or go to Amazon. I'm glad I bought mine before you sold out. <laughs> yes, thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Sanford. Thank you, guys. Talking nerd. We're on the floor of C2E2 listener with a couple of convention goers and future podcasters. Oh, yes, yeah. very excited. Very, Dylan very excited. And Annette, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, thank thanks, you for- Thank you so much for bringing us on this talk. Yeah, with so, you. you know, you get a little bit of a, uh, uh, you get to see how a podcast is made. What is your podcast 
What's the topic overall that you're going to uh, make? We're going to be doing a uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons podcast. So I'm going to be the DM. I'm going to be taking uh, I'm going to be tortured by the DM yes, with yes, the adventures that we go on. Be yeah. taking mm-hmm. her and two others on an adventure, and they're going to get up to all kinds of mischief, and I'm going to have to deal with it. Is is pretty much what the what, what every kind of D and D game boils down to. But Definitely. we're going to be making it you know episodic, and and you'll be able to listen every every week uh, a continuation of the same adventure. So we're we're, we're excited to get that rolling we're kind of in the test recording phase and no yeah. pun intended get it rolling how many rolls yes, get it rolling. there you go maybe a feature name we don't know i'm gr- I, i'm so glad you guys are the D experts it's a great there's tons of shows out there and there's always yes. room for more but what i wanted to talk to you is critical role is here and they're mm-hmm. huge and i yeah. don't understand how <laughs> a youtube channel that has four hour live streams People are, love this shit. Yeah, you you would think that like quick and easy, nothing too crazy. Yeah. Four hours a week, every week, they're amazing. amazing. It's it's it really goes against like everything that's cookie cutter. Like where they're like, you know, you got to have a uh, a thirty minute episode with enough room for five minutes of commercials, yeah. and it's got to be this condensed story that doesn't, you know, them. It's like. You know, there could be four hours of no combat, no action. It's just them talking to each other, figuring out how to solve a puzzle. Yeah. And you're absolutely just glued. Why? Like, what is it I makes think it special? part of it is that they're great friends outside of okay. this. So they started this at home in the, from the very beginning. They were like, I don't know how many episodes in, but they did it at home and then they turned it to streaming. And it's just, you see their energy, you see their interactions, you see that it's genuine. And then second of all, it's just great because it's like they're going through this shit and they're like having to like maneuver and you see them struggle and you're enjoying it with them. it's, It's one of those things where it's like, Especially if you kind of know the game, you're like, oh, I, I know they might be able exactly. to do this, but yeah. but oh, I got What's the DM going to do? You know, you're panicking along with them because yeah. you know and what then, they're going through. You've been in that position. Oh yeah, and rolling and rolling. Yeah. You're like, well, the fate is in this dice. Yeah. Is hit. Like, there you go. Whatever this is, what number this is going to be is going to determine if I fail or if I succeed or whatever. So it's similar to, um, like, I used to do CrossFit many years ago. So you watch the CrossFit games, and I don't like watching football. You're like, I've done that. Oh, yes. I know, you like, I know what a burpee feels yes. like. <laughs> I know what a box jump is. And they just did a million of them, so yes. kudos to that so person. So the audience is right there with the competitors. Yes. I feel like this is kind of a similar, but for just Dungeons yeah. & Dragons geeks and nerds. But it's also a space that's like safe so people can like escape the troubles of their wor- yeah. like their world and the stressors. And they're like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to this fantasy, beautiful game with these people that love each other and just like embrace it in the background or embrace it like and watch every second of it. It's just... I imagine just acting skills, improv skills. They're all help. professionals. Yeah. They're all yeah. professionals. So that's the thing is that you're seeing things that you do at home yeah. on almost like another level. You're seeing another level of storytelling. Yeah. And as a DM, it makes me sit there and go... What can I take from this okay. to make them like feel that they're in this world? The biggest thing I take from is like exposition, setting up things, yeah. telling them what the place smells like, what yeah. the place kind of looks like, Little so that they details. can, yes. yeah, so yes. they can, yeah, and and especially with how good they are, critical role is at putting you into the story yeah. without 
any visuals. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's yeah. like watching yeah. game tape. Yeah. You're picking up tips. You are making your own game oh, better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's done improv. I have not. Yes. And he's great at it. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's amazing. Yeah. And I just learned from him. I'm like, okay, yeah. I got a yes and. That's a thing. Yes okay. And. That's all you gotta <laughs> okay. Okay. Whatever it is, you go yes and you go with it. Doesn't matter how crazy or outlandish. Yeah. Yeah. Most we do that on the show all the time. Most, yeah. Of, yeah. most of being a DM is like, I always say, like, you can paint a beautiful picture. Yeah. And then they just turn left. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, oh. Okay, well, now yeah. I got to like paint this picture with them as they're going through. Even though I did all this prep work, uh, you know, I, I have to now completely improvise the fact that the they decided to kill real. the politician. <laughs> uh, and he was supposed to be a good guy. Oh, no, what am I doing? You know, like it's. it's Jim McPike is agreeing. You know uh-huh. what's weird is I made it throughout my whole like high school career. I never played Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, this is, here's the sad truth mm. I had bought the Marvel uh, Advanced Heroes role playing game. Oh. I did not have enough friends to play with. That was my wah, wah. that was my issue through high school. So I never played. No it. one, no one wanted to play D and D, and I always had this like I was like I, I think I'd like it, but I'm not sure. And then I was like I, I was working as a butcher, and one of the guys from the deli came up. I was like, hey, this Halloween we're playing D and D. I guess one guy like played in high school. Sounds stupid, right? I'm like, huh, yeah. Can I come? <laughs> <laughs> and then I just I fell in love immediately. But like, it's a great way to make friends and like yeah. watching the Stranger Things episodes where yes. they're yes. And you relate. They're you're like, yes, I did that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm older, but I yeah. still did that. <laughs> you guys, tell me uh, your opinions about C2E2. How much do you love this convention? It's great. It's really great. I mean, you're surrounded by people that love similar things to you, and if you don't know some of the things, then you get exposed to new things, yep. and you could buy... <laughs> You can spend all your money here. <laughs> yeah, um, you, but gotta, you gotta be careful that those like first three aisles, yes. you can blow your entire budget and then you have the you know ninety percent of the con. More yeah. aisles after that. Uh, Dylan, your dad was telling me, I met your dad through Anthony, that uh, this is kind of a uh, a ritual for you, a yearly yeah. thing. Well, I grew up going to like these conventions. It's amazing. And, and I but I remember being like a kid and just just enjoy like First off, it's like a sensory overload. Yeah, oh there's, yes. there's more yes. people than you've ever it's been like in contact yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. But you're also seeing like, oh, I, I know this cartoon. Wait, wait, this guy draws this cartoon? Yeah. Like, oh, he makes this thing? Someone makes this th- that connection as a kid of like, oh, these things that I love to read and like play with and the toys – Someone makes that, yeah. and like, oh, and I, someone I else can make cares it. enough about yeah. it to really put effort into it. Even the cosplaying, it's just like, oh, I know that, or yeah. that's a that's two different things that I like in one costume. That's obscure, great. crazy oh, cosplay. That's my yeah. favorite cosplay is yeah. when they, is when you'll see like two people from something, yeah. but they're combining it with another yeah, genre fusion. completely. They the heck out yeah, of they it. make a new thing. Yeah, I am uh, just upset there aren't more actual babies that look like Baby Yoda here. <laughs> I saw someone, you a should baby. file a complaint, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> like, I saw a baby in a full knit listen, Baby Yoda, I'm like, that um, baby's sweating. If you're bringing a baby here, you just put some green ears on the fucking thing. <laughs> that's what it, you that's all it's going to take. It's already cute. That's yeah. it. What are you doing? Uh, where, do you, where do you think you're going? Uh, you guys, thank you so yeah, much. thank you so much. For hanging out with us and giving you a taste of let us know when your podcast is up yes, we'll let you know. yeah, we will pretty... promote it we'll cross promote we'll do promo swaps well, I'll tell you immediately and when we when we have the right setup we'll get you on and we'll get you in for oh, your game for a game oh, of D&D my virgin game oh yeah yes no that'd be amazing uh, okay you guys have my virgin Dungeons I'll, yeah. I'll take game. care of you I'll make sure that you're comfortable ready to play and have a great, have a great time. time I have a huge geek boner right now <laughs> that's amazing thank you Dylan and I thank you yeah, so much thank you so much thank you thank you We'll get you back to your regularly scheduled podcast in just a minute. But we wanted to introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake on this highly produced 
advertisement. That's right. It's the History of Bad Ideas, a.k.a. Hobie. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast and on Facebook at the History of Bad Ideas. But if you like a podcast uh, roundtable with three to five guests, usually every week, depending on sick leave, uh, talking about all things geek, including movies, TV. I ain't getting paid for this shit. Blake bitching about something and ranting, uh, and comic books and anything else that we can think of. We have a top five list every week, along with a box office news, and somehow we have listeners, so they send us some feedback we answer every week. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Spotify, and any good podcast app, because if you can't find us on that podcast app, it's not a good podcast app. Damn straight. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Hey everyone, I'm Kelly. And I'm Brittany. And we are the hosts of The Faves of Our Lives. We're a fairly new podcast that focuses on everyone's favorite everythings. Each season we talk about a different category, whether it be movies, music, books, etc. This season, we are discussing your favorite TV shows. Shows like The Office, Dexter, Dawson's Creek, Saved by the Bell, and much more. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and many other podcast platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at the Faves of Our L1 and let us know all about your faves. That's the Faves of Our L and the number one. We hope to become one of your faves soon. Jockey Nerd! We are here at C2E2 with Scott Larson in Artist Alley creator of Visitations. Scott, you've been uh, doing this independent comic book as long as we've been doing our podcast. Yeah, five years now. I think you were on episode 72 when yeah, I was on. You were in your so one. I think you're a little bit longer okay. than, I, than I've been around. But yes, pretty close. You were the first podcast I ever did. Excellent. So for the new listener that maybe doesn't know about Visitations, can you explain what your comic book is about? Yes. Visitations is the history of Chicago as seen through the eyes of the residents of the city's oldest cemetery. That's great. And when you were on the show, you were always great with ghost stories. Uh, uh-huh. There's so many spooky history in Chicago, uh, how has the research been to find all this out? Well, the thing that's happened hasn't been me going and researching ghost stories. I've been researching real history. The ghost stories have found me. Oh, wow. And so one of the things that's happened is I've become friends with a number of different ghost hunters in the city. That's amazing. And I've picked up a lot of different things. Um, I was on your show around Halloween in yep. 2016. Yep. And we talked about Resurrection Mary. Yep. While we've done that, since we've done that, there have been a number of people who've come up to me at conventions whose mothers have seen them, seen her. Wow. Whose grandfather picked her up. Yeah. Who've actually personally seen her all the time. But yet, if you're a ghost hunter looking for her, you can't find her at all. So, just to refresh the listener's mind, you told me about the ballroom, where she was from. And then, literally, that month, the ballroom... Burnt down. Burned down. Yeah. It spooked the crap out of me. Well, you know, it's funny. So that was the first time I did the Chicago Ghost Convention. Yeah, we did yeah. at the Willowbrook Ballroom. That's where, where Resurrection Mary is rumored to have had her last dance. Oh, wow. And um, and it burnt down two weeks after we had the Ghost Convention, yeah. which was really creepy. Um, the convention itself was a little weird. I went back the next year, and we did it at a strip mall in Lombard, which was oh. the most unghosty place ever. Yes. And I got to say... 
it was a creepier experience than the first time. Really? I was set up. And I, I was set up at a table, and kitty corner from me was the traveling museum of the paranormal and the occult. Oh wow! And they were kind of like a traveling Friday the Thirteenth the series. Oh my they god! They had like all kinds of cursed objects with yeah, them, yeah. including like a little raggedy Ann doll named Simon, who was in who was in a uh, wheelchair. Okay. And Simon apparently was trying to get some child to kill his parents. Oh, sure. And so the parents took him and locked him away and then sent him to this place. Wow. That, uh, that has been collecting all these different cursed objects. That's <laughs> and they also had a black mirror that you would look into, and then your image would do th- different things oh, than man. you were wow. actually doing. Wow, wow. So, so the, the, your image would, like, wink at you. And it was just it was very unsettling. Um, here at the table, I have this like creepy ghost doll that I yes, bought at a store, doll, and she keeps looking at me even if I walk back and forth. Her eyes are following me. So, so I bought her at some like Halloween shop in um, on Belmont Avenue yeah. here in Chicago, yeah, yeah. Uh, back in like 2017. And the funny thing about her was she was at the ghost convention all night with Simon Kitty Corner. Yeah. I got her home. I had her locked up in my bag for like yeah, a month because I was yeah, scared to death that yeah. she was going to come to life because God only knows what Simon did to her overnight. I don't want to know. She's very I, And creepy. I didn't want to know. Yes. So here uh, today at C2E2, you have awesome. new issue five visitations. Yes. So visitations. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, first thank of all. you very yeah. much. I appreciate it. it. It's been interesting. It's been an interesting journey. Yeah. Uh, visitations uh, issue five deals with the uh, the famous or infamous uh, Colombian Exposition World's Fair of yeah, 1893. Yeah. 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 Uh, the tagline is there is a devil in the white city. It's just not who you think it oh. is. Um, anyone who knows the history knows that there was a serial killer that ran around yes. uh, the World's Fair. Yes. I do not give publicity to serial killers. Yeah. Uh, mo- mostly because when I was a kid, John Wayne Gacy was running around. And it was a Dahmer afterwards. And it yeah. was, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was around that time. Yeah. I was a little kid, and it's just something that was unsettling. And I decided that I don't care what era these, these people lived, I'm not promoting them. For some so, reason, all the serial killers come from the Midwest. I don't know why. It's mostly Wisconsin. Yes, a lot from Wisconsin. I know. It, absolutely. It's the cheese. Is there something in the cheese? There might be. The cheese heads it gets to the brain. Uh, another thing I love that you do that I noticed is you put fans into the comic book. Not only that, you have people showing up dressed as characters you've created in cosplay. This is the first year that has happened. How amazing is that feel? So, it, it, I have to admit, so the person, there's been one person so far, but I know that the other cosplayers who came by yesterday yeah. were not super happy that she beat them to it. Oh, no. And um, I knew she was going to do something. I knew it was coming, but I actually didn't think that she was going to be the first one to make it. So when she showed up yesterday, I kind of didn't have a reaction because I didn't know how to react. It wasn't like, oh, my God, that's great. And I wanted it to be, but it was just kind of like surreal. Yeah. And it's been a strange convention anyway. So so once I got used to it a little bit, it felt a lot better. But the first reaction was just kind of I didn't know how to react. I guess well, is the best way to put it. This is when you know you've made it. You've been busting your ass for That's five right. years. You got you're getting into people's heads when they come dressed as your characters. 
that like if someone came up to me dressed as me with a white beard and crazy uh-huh. voice that'd be amazing rug boy cosplay that's what you want so you're, you're clearly doing something right getting people getting yeah, people to well, connect you know, with the, it the, the truth is what the thing i found with the conventions at, um and especially in this modern era is that cosplayers are a big part of the convention yeah. they will they will be they're not going away no, they're not and one of the things that i've detected from my fellow artists and in uh, in different artist alley throughout the country, is they're not super thrilled with the with the cosplayers, hmm. and I think that's a mistake. Well, and I think that the cosplayers yeah. well, they have to be embraced because they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And this isn't a boys' club anymore. Right. As much as we wish it was, it, or we may wish it was, um, it's not. It's and, for everyone. It should be something for it's everyone. It's for everybody. Mm-hmm. And they enjoy it, and it makes it that much more fun. And I feel that they ought to be celebrated. So I've made sure that they have a part in the book. Excellent. Um, the contest that I run for them is a drawing. I take their picture with the book, and when um, and once the, the names are drawn... Their picture can end up in the book. That's great. Their name ends up on a tombstone. Yeah. Oh, and nice. They, and, and they're happy with it. When I was at Wizard World this year, there was somebody dressed as Batman. Yeah. And he actually ended up being on the bus home with me. Okay. And so I got got to take a picture of Batman at the bus stop at Jefferson Park. <laughs> nice. And, and Batman on the bus. Yes. And it was really funny because on the one hand, I felt really safe. But then on the other hand, it's like, when is the Joker going to attack? Because it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was it was really neat, and and he had a good time, and he stopped by yesterday. He was dressed like the Mandalorian, and he didn't let me know who he was. Yeah. So he let me go through my whole spiel with like the picture taken yeah. and everything. It's like, Sean, why'd you do that? I dude, I saw some really good Mandos walking around. But uh, to be drawn, even your name, hand-drawn into a comic book, is a very special thing. Great, I know it is. Great idea. Uh, wh- so speaking of cosplayers at the convention, what do you have to say about C2E2? How has it been so far? It's, it's been very odd. Comic book conventions in general are always odd. Yeah. There are never two, there are never two that are the same twice. Yeah. yeah. Never, ever, ever. Um, this came really early. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, the first, uh, the, the first convention that I did was, was uh, the week of Palm Sunday. Yeah. That was actually, and then this this one is like the week of Ash Wednesday, yeah. so we're a good six weeks earlier than than we would normally, and, and it's a leap year too. It's, yes, so today a lot of doesn't things. exist next yes, year. Yes, yes, it is early. Usually it's in April, and it's very early. But I think uh, the turnout's been amazing. Uh, it's been nice and crowded, and everyone's having a good time. Where can the listener find your stuff if they um, want to know more? You can email me at visitationscompbook at gmail and that is probably the best way to find my stuff. I do have a, I have a number of different websites. I have a blog, which is visitationscomicblog.com. And I have a, uh, a website, which is visitationscomicbook.com. Okay. Well, I am not on Twitter. I think Twitter's evil. You're on the Facebooks. Um, I am on Facebook at Scott Larson Illustration. Excellent. And um, and before we go though, yeah. um, the the cosplayer who who cosplayed as my character just yes. walked up, oh. and I was wondering if you would like to interview her real quickly. Yes, real quick. Come on over, Maddie. I was just telling Scott how amazing is it to have someone come dressed up as a character you created and bring it to life. What is it about this character and about the visitations that that you like? Uh, well, first I call, of all, what's your name? Oh, Madison. Madison, you're from where? Uh, Chicago. Okay, like the, um, over in Plainfield, Joliet area. Okay. Uh, so what? Why? What is it about visitations that you connected with? 
Uh, well, I quite like paranormal okay. and spooky things. Yes. So, um, well, I think I, I basically was walking by and I just heard like, oh, ghost stories or something. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, yes, I'm interested. Please continue. <laughs> That's great. What And how's the convention been? How's C2E2 for you? Uh, quite good. This today, very busy, much busier than yesterday, I okay. believe. Okay, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people out. Uh, th- this is fantastic. I mean, you made Scott's day here. Hey, look, is that, and you're in the book. Are you in the book, too? Uh, not oh, you're yet, playing the book. No, no, that's not she, true. She was actually, uh, she was, she ended up on the tombstone. Oh, yes. you're on a tombstone. So resurrected. So she gets to become a character in the book going forward. So, uh, so she has a resurrection scene in the next issue. Dude, that's so cool. I, I mean, I would uh, encourage anyone, check this book out and uh, you could be in the book. It's like, the, it's, it's amazing the stuff you do. And then real quickly, um, so Maddie was nice enough to... Um, to cosplay as one of my characters and so I brought one of the drawings that I did for oh, issue number two for it's beautiful and uh, I wanted to make sure that she had it and, and the character is wearing the costume that she had yesterday oh that's so, amazing here you go Maddie what do you think Maddie thank you wow that, that is amazing thank you that's how you make fans listener anybody doing a comic book take notes well you don't make fans you make friends you make friends oh that's the perfect place to end thank you guys enjoy C2E2 Thanks so much. Okay. Nerd! Uh, we're on the floor of C2E2 here in the gaming zone where DePaul Esports uh, area caught my attention with Courtney. Uh, Courtney, can you tell the listener a little bit? This is So this is a major at DePaul for esports. Uh, it's not a standalone major yet. Oh. It's part of other academic programs. So, yeah, uh, DePaul has some nationally recognized programs affiliated with gaming, such as our game design program. Okay. Um, yeah, we're uh, uh, one of the top top programs in the country when it comes to game design. Um, but esports and the different uh, elements of esports are starting to pop up in other majors. So our sport management program has an esports management learning track uh, and, and some other, other ones related to journalism. Like our journalism professors are starting to teach people how to write for esports. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. this is new for this, this year? Uh, actually, this is our second year of our formalized program. We officially launched in January 2018. So the esports genre spreads to just, it's like athletics, but it's also tech and engineering mm-hmm. and journalism. Yep. Uh, what are some of the qualifications someone would need uh, if they want to sign up and get into the program? Uh, well, so our, our program uh, specifically is for DePaul students, so that's the first requirement. Okay, got to get into DePaul. Yeah, got to get into DePaul and be a student. Yeah. But then our teams are managed through our student organizations. So uh, we have about 15 different student organizations, 15 competitive teams. Not every student organization has a competitive team, so we have some orgs that have more than one. Um, but they get to determine what their varsity, JV, uh, and uh, casual gaming levels are for, for all of those wow. groups. What are the games they're playing? Oh, well, we compete in the Big East in Rocket League and League of Legends. Okay. Um, and then uh, we have a myriad of other student organizations. So uh, D-Smash plays Super Smash Brothers. Okay. Our Poke Demons travel around the country, country playing Pokemon Go. Um, Overwatch. Uh, a, a, a whole whole bunch of different different groups. This is amazing. College esports. I tell you, my, all my friends and the jock on our show, who's an analog sports fan, yeah. always made fun of me where I'm like, esports, you better look out. Esports yeah. are going to take over. Where mm-hmm. do you see, why is this so big? Where do you see it going? 
Well, I think part of the reason it's so big at DePaul is really because it's created a sense of community and pride for these students. Mm. Um, at DePaul, uh, we, have, we did a survey and we found about 67% of students are gamers wow. um, and 10% of the students actually come into our space on a regular basis. Yeah. So they're coming in and they're connecting and they feel a home in a way that I don't know that they did before. So instead of playing um, you know, in their rooms yeah. remotely, yeah. they now have a physical space that they can go to and take pride in. That's um, great. So I think that's part of the reason. The gaming is phenomenal. You know, I mean, the the competition is just something that naturally brings people yeah, together. Yeah. Uh, the cheering in the background is from our Rocket League competition yeah, that just concluded. Great. But uh, I think where it's going in the future, I think that the industry is going to continue to expand. There's going to be more colleges and universities that do offer esports specific majors. Yeah. Um, and they figure out what other types of careers can exist for esports. So what do these guys get out of it once going through the, the program? Like, what, what advantages do they have now? Yeah. So depending on what the tournament is, the sense of camaraderie is obviously the first thing that yeah, comes out of it. Yeah. But a lot of our student or a lot of our groups will compete in tournaments with cash prizes. Oh wow! So they can win uh, scholarships or other other monetary awards um, through for for competing. Well, nowadays it's like you you do want to put a controller in your kid's hands. Mm-hmm. That Fortnite kid won three million dollars. Yeah. I'm sure his parents were surprised by that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think this is great. What? How is uh, C2E2 been? for you guys. C2E2 is great. This is our second year of being a vendor nice. here, uh, and we really enjoy it. We love um, connecting just with gamers in general, um, but also, uh, we have a, it's really unique. Being a university, we have a lot of uh, people who come up who are alums that say, when did this, when was this established? It wasn't around when I was yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and they, they get really excited, and because of who DePaul is and uh, our, our presence in the city of Chicago, we interact with a lot of alumni at C2E2. But it's been phenomenal. You know, I mean, where else are you going to see, uh, you know, the characters of Fortnite sitting and actually playing games uh, in a physical space? So um, it, it's been a, re- a really great, great experience for us. I love it. I think the team aspect of what you're saying is a lot of these people who play this, they don't realize what it's like to be in a team and what teamwork is like and how you're supporting each other. And it's so fulfilling. Oh, yeah. I'm not a sportsy guy, but I can tell you also, like, when you win as a team, yeah. it's a big difference than oh, just yeah. winning in your room. Absolutely. I mean, it brings... Competition and celebration bring people together, and those are two of, I think, the core elements of esports um, that oftentimes get overlooked. But there, it, there's a definite benefit to it, and um, you know, I think particularly given you know the state of our world, we we could use more things to celebrate, and Absolutely. esports can be that thing for a lot of people. Oh, it's gonna get bigger. They're selling out arenas, and yeah. I think it will continue. Uh, can you tell the listener where they can get more information if they want to find out more? Yeah, so our esports website uh, at DePaul's esports.depaul.edu. Um, we also have a very active Discord uh, channel that people are, are, are uh, free to look at too and all of our social media is just at DePaul Esports. What about you? Are you a gamer? Do you have a favorite game? You know, I, I am uh, not. I'm getting more and more into it. I, I like watching Rocket League particularly That's since fun. we've got some teams in there. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how to how to play League of Legends but uh, I, I have yet to pick up a, a controller and, and become a pro. In. You oh, gotta yeah. dive yeah. in. You got experts here. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. soccer with cars. How much more fun can that be? <laughs> right. Yep. Thank exactly. you so much Courtney for talking to us yeah alright well that's it for here from C2E2 Uh, thanks to them for giving us press credentials yeah absolutely C2E2 thank you for the press credentials we were not expecting this we don't know what we've done to deserve this (laughs) but we bow down in your honor and we hope you do this again for us and we hope next year you do this again and Imran is able to get more. We were able to set up more interviews. Imran is able to press record on more of them. While I'm drunk. While you're drunk. 
And uh, yeah, we'll do anything for another pass. We I'm really telling you, I, I had a good time walking around slightly buzzed. It's fun. Uh, C2E2, I have to give you props. The beer is a nice touch. It definitely the beer is. is a nice it's touch. A there, all of them. Maybe not for Imran. Next year, Imran, you're not allowed to drink. Also, thank you to Jim McPike for being our Jimmy intern. Jimmy McPike. Our intern. I, I hate that you call him the intern. Why? What is he? He's just a guy. He's, he a, he's our friend. Team. He's a partner of the show. You call him the intern. You've introduced him to every fucking guy yes. as an intern as if he is this, this little schmuck from college. He's graduate. He served in the fucking military. I know, he's he's protected be, us. Yeah, yeah. And you're calling him a goddamn intern. That's a good point. Yeah. I, Jim, I don't mean to uh, demean and yeah. belittle you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for all you do. Want to say some words? Uh, for the record, I was the one that came up with the whole intern thing. Oh. And it is funny as fuck that you yelled at him for like five minutes because of that. That's the whole show. That's I the stand of it. corrected. I'm still a little bit offended that you would let him call you an intern. So there you go. It makes us seem more important, Jim. It does. It gives the appearance of like a bigger. And now this is true. it's E3, official partner of E3. So oh, that's that right. is. We'll see. And then. Jim, why didn't you yell at me when I was talking to Don Diablo to make sure I was recording? I blame it entirely on you. I think that's pretty self-explanatory for I wouldn't I didn't think I needed to, but now I know for the future going forward. Anyway, yeah, that's it, what we pay interns for. <laughs> I paid them in beer. We'll send you your check in the mail, you fuck. <laughs> Thanks, C2E2. Hopefully we can do this again next year. Absolutely. We out from the floor. Bye. Nerd. Once again, a huge thank you to C2E2 for the press badges. Man, we had a lot of fun. What an amazingly huge show. Also, thanks to our little intern, Jimmy, Jim McPike. And thanks to everybody we talked to that hopefully turns you on to someone new. Like Dope Pope, Sanford Green of Bitterroot uh, from Image Comics, Dylan and Annette, Scott Larson of Visitations Comics, and Courtney James from DePaul. Don't forget to visit the show notes at jockandnerd.com slash 317 to find links to all those amazing, talented people's stuff. Thank you guys so much, and thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. As we close, I've got more bonus audio for you coming right now from the cutting room floor, so stay tuned for that. And at the very end, there's a little more bonus bonus. All right? We good? We'll check you next time. All right. Dope hope to get levels. Let me have you say your name and who's your favorite superhero and why. <laughs> I don't even know. This is Dope Hope. My superhero, my favorite superhero is either Colossus or Black Bolt. And right. why? Just because they're cool looking. Black Bolt doesn't say shit. No, I know. I know. But I, it doesn't matter. You He's, like the I, silence. I, I kind of like him. He's badass. The silence and the string. I don't even know. I don't even like read those comics. I just <laughs> like Black Bolt. And Black Colossus Bolt's is a, badass. Colossus too. is badass. Black Bolt's a great design. Wait, you know what? I want to change that. The Hulk. When I was a kid, the Hulk was my was there my There you go. That's so, what I'm doing. I definitely love the Hulk. Just but. like I love Spider-Man when I was a kid. The Hulk. Okay. But there's a pattern there. All three of them yeah. are like tough guys. Yeah. So. Uh, my name is Sanford Green. My favorite superhero is Luke Cage. Why? Because when I was a kid, I saw him on a cover with Captain America, the Hulk, Spider-Man. And I was like, wow, he looks just like me. But yet, he's hanging with these guys. So yeah. I want to know more about him. Did you like the Netflix show? Love the Netflix show. I, I had it too. Had something to do with that. Yeah, no, a little it's very bit. Good. Okay. Sure. Uh, I am Dylan Guzman, and actually, my favorite superhero might be from an anime now, which is like almost blasphemy, but it's All Might. That counts because he is just this beautiful like symbol of peace, and he's over the top, and I love it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, you, Annette, state your name and 
Superhero, favorite comic book character, whatever. And my favorite, I'm going to say character that is a badass is uh, San from one of the Miyazaki movies, uh, Princess Mononoke. Whoa. She's kick-ass, raised by wolves, like fucks everyone over. She's great. I love her. Empowerment. Uh, my name is Scott Larson. My favorite superhero is Spider-Man because he was most like me while I was growing up. See, this is why I like the Scott Larson. All right. Uh, my name's Courtney James. I serve as the director for student involvement in esports at DePaul. Uh, my favorite char- comic book character is probably Iron Man. Imran has a small penis. Testing, that's, testing, that's, that's testing. factually inaccurate. Yeah, texting, testing. Listen, Anthony, we're waiting to talk to, uh, what's his name? Don, Don Diablo. Diablo. Yeah, what do you yeah. know about Diablo? What, what's his famous song? Uh, tonight, Chemicals. Love all of them. The great songs. Those are, those They're all classic, good songs. Classics. Yeah, great songs. Classics. Great fucking songs. Up there with anything Avicii's ever put out. It also says Steve Aoki presents on the banner. Not going to be here. He's not here. He's not here. No, he's not no, here. No, he's not Don Diablo. Don Diablo's here. Don Diablo's here. And we're going to talk to him. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm going to talk to him. You're going to talk what to him. What should I ask him? Hello. You should ask him what he ate for lunch. Okay. Uh, and breakfast. Lunch and breakfast. is better. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, him what his favorite superhero is. Absolutely. And then why are you making a comic book? Stick to music. Yeah, stick to music. Should I not say tell, that? Tell him EDM is stay not real music. Your, stay in your lane. Stay in your Jim lane, yes, says. yes. Listen, I liked it when people played instruments. Yeah. Instead of There's no buttons. instruments in this. It's not real music. How, should, I ask him how many, <laughs> should I ask him how many instruments do you play on a record? And he'll go, he won't be able to answer is that. Is that a bad uh, question? Just put him on the spot. Oh, shit. We're going to get kicked out of here. Okay, live from c 2 e